Hello family, you are tuned into Divine Discourse with Pastor David Spencer and I am excited, humbled really, that you have chosen to spend this time with me. Let the discourse begin. Uh, for those of you that have your Bibles, if you can, turn with me to Luke 15, Luke chapter 15. And we're going to be looking at verses 25 through 31. Verse 25, and it reads, Meanwhile, the older son who was in the field, when he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and he asked him, what was going on? Your brother has come, the servant replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. Now the older brother became angry and he refused to go in. So now his father decides, I'm going to go out and plead with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. Now, my son, the father said, you are always with me. And everything I have is yours. For a topic on this morning, I would like to speak to you from symptoms of an unforgiving heart. Symptoms of an unforgiving heart. God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for who you are in our lives. God, we thank you for this opportunity just to give your name the praise, God. Be with us, God, as we bring forth this word, God. Help us to see ourselves, God. Help us, God, to not be held bondage to unforgiveness, God. Help us, God, recognize if we are showing symptoms, God, so that you can help us do the work to get better. God, we love you, God. You increase, God. Decrease me, God. You have your way. Say what you want to say. Move. Continue to move how you want to move on this place, God. And we will forever bless and praise your name. Amen. Forgiveness, it sounds very simple. Sounds like a very simple concept, yet its implications are profound and can be transformative. In life, each of us have encountered moments of pain, betrayal, betrayal, and disappointment. It hurts most when the source of discomfort comes from the people that we love and the people that we trust. Now, the natural response is to hold grudges, allowing the wounds to fester within us. However, in doing so, we chain ourselves to the very pain that we wish to escape. Now, forgiveness is the key to breaking those chains, not only for the benefit of the one that needs to be forgiven, but also for our own liberation. Forgiveness is not just a gift that we give to others, but it is a gift that we give to ourselves. Forgiveness 
in this sense is an act of self-love. When we forgive, we release the heavy burden of resentment, of anger, and the bitterness that we carry within. When we forgive, we reclaim our peace and we free ourselves of the shackles of negativity that binds our hearts and binds our minds. Understand that forgiveness is a testament to our strength. It takes courage to confront the pain inflicted on us and even greater courage to let it go. Forgiveness is not a sign of weakness, but a manifestation of our strength. Now, my desire is today that we find the courage to heal. God help us to find the strength to reject unforgiveness in our hearts and allow it not to plague our lives. Now, this brings me to the text. The story of the prodigal son is one of the most popular parables in the Bible. Even the most novice Bible scholar can recall the details about how the prodigal son, who was impatient and he was greedy, asked his father for his inheritance. He could not wait until his father died. He said, it's my money and I want it now. The father honors this request and he gives him his inheritance. The son gets a passport. He catches a flight to a foreign country where he wastes all of his money and squanders all of his fortune. Eventually, he becomes homeless and destitute after a great famine consumes the land. You know the story. And now he's sitting there and he's doing work. He's, he's, he's uh, hired help. He's cleaning the stables and he realizes that these pigs are eating better than he is. Imagine that. And now he comes to his senses and he goes back home. And now he thinks, hey, um, hey, daddy, I, I, you don't want me to be your son anymore, but I know I can at least work for you and I'm going to do, be doing better than I was doing over here in this other country. But to his surprise, he is met with open arms and welcomed by his father. The father is so excited that he calls everybody. He calls all his friends and family, and he throws the party of the century. Because why? His son who was lost is now found. Now, when I examine the text, I see a father who is traveling on this highway of forgiveness. He is moving and operating, going in the right direction. Now, understand the highway of forgiveness is just like any other major highway. There is a median that separates the opposing lanes of traffic. And so on one side, people are going one way, but on the other side, they are moving in the opposite direction. So as we further examine the text, we find an older brother. We find a son who is traveling in the wrong direction. Now, on this morning, I'm no doctor, but I have performed an extensive examination. And after considering every prognosis and the diagnosis is abundantly clear, and I can confidently conclude that the older son has some symptoms of an unforgiving heart. Now, the first symptom I see is high blood pressure. 
He has a little bit of high blood pressure. Now, the high blood pressure is the direct result of the mismanagement of his anger. And maybe rightfully so, he has a good reason to be angry, but now the anger has consumed his thoughts, and he is not thinking straight. He's so upset that he doesn't even call the prodigal son his brother. He says, this is your, your son, this son of yours. He's so angry that he doesn't uh, uh, even acknowledge that I'm related to his brother when he comes back. Now listen, have you ever been there? Have you ever gotten so angry that you want to call the person that offended you outside of their name? Oh, we can be honest on this morning. I've been there. When you've done something to me, I, yeah, I get a little high blood pressure, and I don't want to call you by your name, you know? But, but he, he refers to, to his brother as this son of, of yours. That's not even my brother in this moment. And at this point, he can't even hold a civil conversation. He's yelling at his father, who has done nothing but give him food to eat, clothes to wear, and a warm place to rest his head at night. He's probably stayed up a few nights so angry when he should have been asleep. He has lost his joy, and now he is at the risk of losing his peace. The unforgiveness in his heart, this high blood pressure, has him in bondage when he should be free. I don't know, have some of you been there? Have you, have you ever felt some of this high blood pressure that we're talking about on this morning? Now listen, after further examination, I'm still looking at this guy. I also found this older brother to be a little overweight. Mm, we all can stand to lose a little weight, huh? Yeah, he's, he's a little overweight. And listen, by his own admission, he admits that he's been carrying this stuff for years. And now the weight has begun to wreak havoc on his system. His diet consists of too many bad thoughts and negative energy, bad vibes. He's consuming too much of the bad stuff. He forgot he needed a balanced diet that included the word of God. At this point, he's overweight on the bad stuff. He's not listening when God speaks. Listen, being too heavy can literally cost you your life. Too much weight can kill you. And now, when we look at him, we don't see love. We don't see the favor of God. We never see him smile anymore. All we see is this weight that he is carrying. He tries to lift his hand in worship, but unforgiveness weighs him down. He tries to leap for joy, but the unforgiveness, the weight of it all, keeps his feet on the ground. Now, when he looks in the mirror, he doesn't even recognize himself anymore because now all he sees is the weight. And there is the last symptom. It's the most telling. The older brother has developed blurred vision, high blood pressure, overweight, and now it's beginning to mess with his eyes. The unforgiveness in his heart is causing trouble now in his eyes. His eyes don't work like they used to. He is blessed, but he can't even see it because he is blinded by the rage. He has the love and the affection of his father, but all he sees is what his brother got in this moment. 
In verse 31, his father reminds him, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. And now remember, this is a parable. So this is like God speaking. He says, you, First Baptist, you are always with me and everything that I have is yours. Now, what this means is this thing that has your attention, this thing that you are desiring, this thing that you can't stop looking at. The father doesn't have to give you anything because why? Everything that he has is already yours. And so what this means is stop focusing on one fat calf that he gave to someone else because your father has already given you everything. You don't realize that you have all the cattle on a thousand hills, but the only thing that you want to focus on is the one calf that he gave to someone else. And I'm going to say that again. Stop focusing on what God gave someone else because he said everything that I have is already yours. Now, some of us, we may be showing signs that we are suffering from the same condition. We may be holding on to something that has begun to wreak havoc on our systems. Uh, we too, like the sun, may be showing symptoms of an unforgiving heart. And we've been in this state so long that we've begun to normalize the unforgiveness in our life. Our hands are lifted, but we're not really worshiping. We're singing, clapping, and, and we're, we're having trouble getting into the presence of God because we are distracted by the unforgiveness in our lives. We are saved and we worship God, but we have lost concern for everybody else. We don't care about our other brothers and sisters out there that haven't came in. We are alive on the outside, but dying internally. Why? Because we are carrying unforgiveness in our hearts now the unforgiveness has consumed us and it has our undivided attention now I wouldn't dare um, point out the problem without giving you the solution and on this morning I'm here to tell you that there is hope if you are showing symptoms of an unforgiving heart there isn't much that I can do. I can pray for you, but I know a doctor named Jesus. And I don't mind writing a referral to him. And I am confident on this morning in his ability. And listen, Dr. Jesus, he specializes in fixing the issues of the heart. And I guarantee you this, if you make an appointment to see Dr. Jesus, if you make an appointment to have an encounter with God, he can help you figure this thing out. He'll come in and he'll examine your situation and he will get to work. He will bring about a change. Dr. Jesus will make the appropriate diagnosis and he will give you a personalized plan for treatment. And he'll write the prescription to get you the medicine that you need. Listen, on this morning, Dr. Jesus is certified. And Dr. Jesus is qualified to perform open heart surgery on your life. Listen, put your heart in the master's hand. Cast your burdens on him and he will sustain thee. Cast your burdens on him and he will do the work your heart cast your burdens on him and he will rest your mind cast your burdens
on him and Dr. Jesus will give you peace. Listen, on this morning, I don't know what they did, what they said to offend you, but you don't have to carry unforgiveness in your heart. Give your heart to Jesus and he will give you what you need. Now listen, we gotta forgive. We must forgive. If you are a Christian, it's your responsibility to forgive. And why? Because we have to forgive because God forgave us. We must forgive them because God forgave us. And on that day when Jesus was hanging on the cross, one of the last things, one of the last seven words that Jesus said before giving up, surrendering his ghost on the cross was, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And on the cross, while he is there, beaten while he is bleeding while he's in pain while he's wearing a crown of thorns with nails in his hand and sides and feet he refuses to go see the father with unforgiveness in his heart so what better way to show God that we desire to be like him than following his example in this moment and I'll leave you with Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. And it reads, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. And here it is. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. We have to forgive because we've been forgiven. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for who you are in our lives. God, help us, God, to see. Hey, family, thank you for tuning in to Divine Discourse with Pastor David Spencer. I hope it was time well spent and that something was said that touched your life. Until we meet again, I speak blessings over you, your family, and everyone connected to you. Be blessed.